Hello everyone, it's Saturday, December 30th. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two sisters born a decade apart, take a foray through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. Are you really? Yes. Is that really you? I have not yet married. <laughs> so I have my maiden name. Then you become Daisy Duck. Because I am a fair maiden. <laughs> or Daisy Duke. Alright, and I'm Chelsea Davidson. Um, this episode is not sponsored by Lind, Lindor, Peppermint Cookie Lind. Balls. Don't say Lind. It's lint. It's not sponsored by the the cookie balls. The peppermint cookie balls. I know. At no point does it actually say balls on this, actually. I just called them balls because they are. Cookie They're, balls. They are a chocolate ball. They are a ball of peppermint cookie. It makes up. It says milk chocolate with cookie M- pieces important question. and a delectably how, smooth peppermint how center. How much do you like these smooth balls? Is my I love question. those balls so much this holiday season. Do you like them in your mouth? It's actually one of my favorite <laughs> holiday foods. Do you like these smooth balls in I your mouth? I just eat them right on up. Um, so... Today's episode, as you can imagine, since it's one of my favorite holiday foods, <laughs> it's about me because we're going to have a Daisy New Year. It's about Daisy or in this case, New balls. Year's Eve Eve. We're yes. having a Daisy New Year's Eve Eve. It's an Eve Eve. Um, so I get to talk about whatever the hell I want because it's for me and it's not for Chelsea. So, so how is that different than any other day? <laughs> I sat through Arnold, Chelsea. How dare you? I got one, one moment. You got one moment that was too many <laughs> you, moments. You barely let me have that. Oh, it hurt to sit through it. <laughs> so now, okay. it's, now it's all about you. Yes. Again. I look forward to these Back times. Back to the status quo. <laughs> I look forward to these times. Um, so Ooh. what we will be discussing, instead of our normal uh, shtick, which is our pop culture artifacts, followed by our fan theory fight club, and then our round of Twist the Sister... I am going to just talk about what I want to talk about, which I will get to in a moment. And now is the perfect time to tell you that we spoil things during our podcast. That we do. So leave now or forever prepare for pop culture spoilers. And I feel like we shouldn't have to turn around and constantly say spoiler alert before we ruin something. Because okay. we just ruin stuff all the time. Yeah. This is this prepare is this is now. a spoiler alert now. This is a disclaimer. Yeah. If you proceed be prepared. Things will be ruined for you. Yes. Okay. All right. So, so we're kicking right it, it off with one of my favorite things, as you These know. These are a few of her favorite things. Could you imagine When the how dog different... bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad. This sounds like Pet Cemetery. I simply remember your favorite things and then I don't feel so bad. Okay. We're going to talk about horror movies. So... Um, re, 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 do, do. It's on do, my do. list. So, is it really? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. So, to I'll let for, you go first. To give myself a little bit of structure, because, like Chelsea, I love structure. Um, uh, <laughs> I wanted to open it up with my favorite movie of all time, which is also a horror movie, and it's Scream. Now we've discussed Scream before, so I'm not gonna like dive More into it like normal. Well, it just it comes up so naturally in conversation. Um. It's just, it's the best movie of all time. Uh, <laughs> best, best final girl. Sydney Prescott, which is Nev Campbell. Only just beating Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode. Um, from? From Halloween. Thank you. Which is also coming up on our list. Remember, there um, are three people in this room. You, me, and the listener. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Scream, you have classic slasher... You have all of the genres, in my opinion. You get some romance, you get some comedy, you get some horror. I love the meta-comedy. That's why I liked Scream. What? And I got like you... Like, when it's self-referencing? You owe me. I owe you shit. 
You owe me. Because you no, never... No, I was leading into the line from it then. You, you know, you owe my mother. Like, you really just set that up and just whacked it all down. You do owe me. You know why, right? Because I introduced you to it. I let you have the movie. I didn't... I doubled down. You... We went to the library together. You we, were very Hold young. on. We need to talk and about I... the fact that the first time I watched Scream was... We used to get Sun TV on Channel 11. Oh, right. And, Toronto Sun. Yes. Had and, a TV station the, for like a hot second. And the third Scream was on. And I thought, this looks great. I said, don't watch that. Yeah. You gotta watch the first one. Yeah. Movie. Chelsea was trying to convince me not to watch it. You but were I young. was glued. You were I was so, so sucked in. Young. I was like seven. I was sucked I in. I don't think you were even I don't, I don't even know if I was that. I was <laughs> I was so invested. And I uh, at this point, it was actually like the end of the movie, because having seen all of them. If we've learned anything, it from was this you podcast. found out who the killer was, and they were talking about why this person was killing people. Ruining all the other movies in that process. Yeah. If we've learned anything from this podcast, it's that I love movies, and you saw them at an age that was wildly inappropriate. <laughs> and like, there's a few occasions that, that that was true for me, but that is just like this. Your entire story is. That and is then my, my life. sister did something she wasn't supposed to do. Like it's the entire yeah. story for you is like. And then I watched this thing that I. Yeah. Have, I was too young. So because I saw that, I was like, I want to watch the other one. So you turned around and you downloaded the opening scene, thinking it was going to scare me off of Scream. You open, you show me the very first the YouTube, scene. I didn't download it. And it's it was just YouTube. It, I remember at the time we were really stuck on the song "Pumped Up Kicks" by Foster the People because mm. you had me watch the opening to Scream, and we were supposed to be going to a movie, and we were singing "Foster the People" on the car ride to the movie. But this is what you showed me before we even went, and we went to see a night movie. So you were trying to I don't really remember any of this. you were really okay. trying to scare the shit out of me. We were sitting in the kitchen. You had your laptop there. And you showed me the opening to Scream, which is by far the best opening to a horror movie ever. Come at me. It was me. really a, a change in how people it did It is amazing. Stuff. There's a reason they said that he, like, revamped the whole horror genre, because he brought it back. Like, they got tired. Well, he took his biggest star and killed them off in the first few minutes. Yeah. And it it's and freaking that was, wild. that was a, a major change of, of And the, something that Wes Craven always liked to do in Scream was like to self-reference which I always love like he would talk about something and that would be something that like was very key to you, what's actually happening in the movie like when Jamie you Kennedy you over what I did though like you love Scream but like I put my neck on the line <laughs> with with our parents specifically my mother because my dad is not precious about any of this stuff, but mom was. Dad, you went to the library, picked up, and went. I want to see Scream, and mom <laughs> said, "Fuck no!" In short, and gave it and said, "Go put that back. This is your sister's fault." I had nothing to do with it at this point. This was your. But mom. I saw what you what you done, and I was like. She can't stop me if I buy it for her. <laughs> so I bought you all three of them the in three, a collection. The three. Gave it to you. Mom's head hit the roof. <laughs> I was a p complete shit heel. You were delighted because, like, what's she going to do? Keep was, it away from me? I was, like, vibrating with excitement. Like, you know when, um... Yeah. The <laughs> I'm a good sister because I took a lot of heat for that. And to this day, I'm fairly sure but she's still pissed you, at you me. You did stuff, though, that was naughty in your own right. Yeah, I kicked down the door so you can walk through it. You're welcome. Uh... I was the first one to get a tattoo, so I, I kicked down the door for you to grow a pair as an adult. Excuse me? <laughs> I didn't want a tattoo. I pierced my nose so that my mom... You lied to Dad to pierce your nose. 
That's the key kicking part some of doors, this. Left, right, You're not center. kicking some doors. You're going sometimes for the parent that do, doesn't communicate. Sometimes you got to do a, a, a roll. You went. You went for the parent that wouldn't do communicate and check. You went very sneakily yeah, up to down. You're like, mom said it's okay. I can get my nose pierced, and you came out. You're like, look, mom, I have a jewel in my face. I, no, that's not what I said. I said I don't see why not. That's <laughs> what I said. Because dad asked me, what and did because, your mom say anything about this? You I said that, I don't see why not. That's not an answer at all to the questions you, asked. Because you did that when I said to mom when I was she thirteen. She absolutely was on when board. I was 13, Would you like your nose pierced? She Daisy? kind of suggested it in a way. How bizarre is that? <laughs> that she didn't speak to me for weeks, <laughs> like probably four to five Hold weeks. On. You were eleven. No you were like to eleven me. years old. I was five when I cut my yeah. hair, and mom wouldn't talk to me for the whole day. I was five. Oh, Chelsea. one day, big, big fucking whoop. It was. Weeks I'm five. Of no talking to me. Do you me. know how hard it is to think your parent hates you when you're five? You think you're going to the orphanage that like that night? Okay. Anyway, so back what you're on saying track. is you have no appreciation for all of the wonderful things that I did. To I do appreciate you. it, but I want to get back okay. on track because there's other horror movies we need to discuss. Yeah. The so, horror movie here is is, what, is our what lives. Siblings our lives have to go through. <laughs> um. Well, that is yeah, also in sorry. Scream. What's your favorite scary movie? My life. Yeah, my life is the scariest movie. Um, but I also oh. wanted to dive into the classics, which most people have seen. You've got Nightmare on Elm Street. How long has it been since you slept? It's coming up on the seventh day. It's okay, I checked Guinness. The record's 11. Listen, Glenn, I know who he is. Who? The killer. You do? Yes. And if he gets me, I'm pretty sure you're next. Me? Why would anybody want to kill me? Don't ask. Just give me some help nailing the guy when I bring him out. Bring him out of what? My dream. Love Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. The Nightmare other on day... Elm Street is one of my top ones, in fact. I remember um, very vividly what you did to me when I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street for the very first time. I'm sitting on the couch. Now, on the couch, I always used to, like, lay down. So it's my never back... never a good thing when she my, says, I remember what you did to me. My back is facing all doorways, all entryways <laughs> to the room. I'm watching I'm watching Nightmare on Elm Street and I'm like really invested in what's going on. So like everything around me is white noise. Like I'm not paying attention to anything but the movie. And Chelsea grabs me from behind and goes, ha! And I looked at her like, what is wrong with you? I'm in the middle of a movie. But you took it as you would scare me and you went, I got you! <laughs> I just, you laugh like a crazy person. And like you fell that on the floor like laughing. Me. I don't remember this. You loved it so much. Like, and Chelsea's like, I got you. <laughs> yeah, you loved it so much. Like this crazy manic laugh was it's what came manic. out of you. It is joy. manic. That's it's joy. manic. Um, and you like fell on the floor in tears and mom turned it off and I turned around mom paused the movie and I was like mom what the hell like I was I was so (laughs) mad that you like ruined my whole like dome of experience that I was having like I was in the zone and you doing it I was more mad that you grabbed me and then I was like what than anything else but you took it as I scared you he 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 like you loved it so much so that's one of them um we have Halloween which, I, as you can I'm, tell I'm from this, fence with I, I love slashers, so, like, Halloween, right up my alley. Like, it's it's for me. I'm a different sort of 
horror um, movie person than you then. Because I've got a different list. Yeah, well, you like, like, psychological more than I do a anything bit, else. Yeah. Like, you're more Get Out, which is one of the things on my list. <gasps> yeah. Um, okay, now you're so, just ruining my list. Okay, okay, well, I'm just it's I'm giving fine. a teaser. It's fine, this is all about you. Um, but I also had Friday the 13th. Now, Friday the 13th. I was never used Friday to the that. 13th is a weird one for me because I watched it. Kevin Bacon in the boat. I, Those are my was, two key This things. is when I was, like, very determined to watch originals before watching remakes because at the time like everything was remakes um yeah it was so i wanted to be true to the original and i watched it now um when i watched it i thought huh that's better than i expected but it's still incredibly cheesy but you got to consider as well it is like the 70s and the 80s they what didn't scare people varied as well yeah then yeah and um I liked, I liked that you, you know, you had the woman killer, which no one remembers that she's the killer in it, which I find is more insulting than anything else, because everyone's just like, Jason's the killer. Like, that's because he is in, like, every film after that. Yeah, he's the killer as of the second film. You have to remember the fact that his mother, who is nuts, is the murderer in the first one. They did a Friday the, are you opening up your, your chocolates? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Friday the 13th. You love these, don't you remember? Yeah. I guess I'll try one. Um, okay. This is a dangerous path to put me on because then I might steal these. And these are your favorites. Um, so why do you think I bought two bags? <laughs> Friday the 13th um, is one of the few situations where I can say that I actually enjoyed the remake more. Because I haven't seen the remake because I've been a little worried. They do two things. One, they blatantly steal from Scream in that everybody dies in the first five minutes. Well, it's not even five Fun. minutes. Like the first half hour. And you mm. start with a new cast after that. So like so a that, death proof? Like a death proof, yeah. Um, so that was an interesting sort of twist. I didn't see that coming. Even though I should have. Um, but I think it's because it took so long. The fact that it was 30 minutes of the movie was where I kind of was like, oh, this isn't the movie. This is just a taste. Mm. Um, and it's very, it's very violent, but like not even the main part of the movie. Then they go into like a cabin in the woods and it turns into like punishment for the, they have sex and therefore they must die and things like that. Back to the original rules for yeah. surviving a horror movie. Yeah, and it gets interesting from there. And like that was where I really started to enjoy the film. The second half is where I was like, oh, this is actually kind of good. Yeah. I got invested in the characters because they weren't dying so fast. Mm. And I liked it. I really, really liked the the next Friday the 13th. Like, the, the reboot. Yeah. That they did in the, like the 2008, from 2007, sometime in that time period. Um, I, I'll get into my love for new adaptations in a sec. Um, I also really like Carrie. I like both versions of, uh, as we've I've said before. We've spoke about this. We've spoke about Carrie. I don't like any of them. And, um, the other thing was, I have to give a shout out to Alfred Hitchcock because I remember very vividly. Oh my god! I love Hitchcock because it's a different kind of horror for when, me. Well, it's, it's suspense. suspense. And it's that suspense. is so much um, better. It, it lives longer. The, the thing about Alfred Hitchcock was, I was introduced to Hitchcock because he used to have the 30 Alfred minutes. Hitchcock presents. Yeah, the 30 minute shows that mom would have at like 10 o'clock at night when I was supposed to be in bed. I'd yeah. watch it, and I'd be, like, heavily invested. Like, have people lost it over Twilight Zone and shit? I was on for Hitchcock. It was the, kind of the same idea, because they were just serial sort of episodes. Yeah, it I wasn't, just, I switched them out, It wasn't even though. serial. That's For me, for me, it was that. And Very episodic. You, there's ones that I still have on my list that I need to watch. Like, I need to see Rear Window, and I need to see Vertigo. They're very much high priority for me. Mm-hmm. But I liked Psycho. Uh, it's one of those movies that I like it. I think it's a little overrated because everyone talks about how it's his best work, and I disagree on that. I think his best was, in fact, The Birds. 
because the birds when you watch it it's one experience but then when you like analyze it like I'm not I'm not one for analyzing a film but I had to analyze it when I was in my um creative writing class mm -hmm. in high school and it's freaking amazing <laughs> like holy shit everything is symbolism is what it freaking teaches you when you're watching it with like an analytical eye it's so good that's like me with Blade Runner when I was in university I had to do a I don't know what we were talking about Blade Runner for but I had to analyze it and I watched it and then it means so much more oh my god it's a it's a different movie when yeah. you're looking at it like that yeah like, well the birds like the that. birds was like that for me and the, you might not have, have got that out of it if you just watched it from like a perspective of just like let's yeah. watch it for entertainment if you watch and you're like, like what does this mean and what does that I mean I hate birds so I mean I would have de definitely got the horror aspect out of it oh it's, it's so it. good there's a scene where she's like sitting on a bench and all these birds are going along a what, branch. What are they symbolic of? You said it's some symbolism. I, I'm not familiar. I'd have with to the get symbolism. my whole. I'd have to get my whole essay out. Okay. I, I'd have to dive in. I don't <laughs> want to. I don't want to spend all day on it. Okay, fair enough. So then onto my newer adaptations and remakes and newer releases. It. My grandfather thinks this town is cursed. He says that all the bad things that happen in this town are because of one thing, an evil thing that feeds off the people of Derry. But it can't be one thing. We all saw something different. Maybe. Or maybe it knows what scares us most and that's what we see. I, I, I saw a leper. He, he was like a walking infection. But you didn't. Because it isn't real. None of this is. None of this makes any sense. They're all like bad dreams. I don't think so. I know the difference between a, a bad dream and real life, okay? We're all afraid of something. Got that right. Bye, right, Rich. What are you afraid of? Clones. I I love it. Original or not new? the original? The remake. The remake. The remake is. Fantastic. I concur. I concur. It's fantastic. Movie. It was so scary that when we left the movie theater, you left your bottle in the car, <laughs> yeah. and the act of it falling off the car was enough for you to break and go, what was that? And you're safe in a car, but you would have thought the murderer was getting in the car, the way you gripped the steering wheel. It was hilarious, because I, I came only because it was an R-rated or 18A or whatever it was, and I have to come because you couldn't because go with your best friend. Because me and... I was left out of in. this movie. Until were, that moment. And yeah, then you well, were like, oh, 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 can you come? Can you come? Because they won't let us in. Yeah, because I was under the impression... I it. I over. was under the impression it was 17. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was rated R. And because we were 17, we thought it was fine. But then when they said, hey, it's rated R, I was like, son of a I bitch. I can't believe they ID'd you. That's the yeah. most shocking thing. Well, but you said, anyway. You said you'll be fine. I was ready to go right on I in. I didn't say you'd be fine. Nobody, no one... You, you didn't even you, think about it. You said to me prior to the actual day, you said to me, you're like, no one ever really, like, IDs you anymore. But I was... Yeah, I didn't, don't. Like, we are not... We I, are not... I got ID'd child -like women. all the time. Yeah, because that's... You look like you were 14 for, like, 15 years. Yeah, still looking that way, probably. Yeah, go you. Anyway. I get accused... I get... I, I nearly said accused. I get asked if I'm your older sister, and I can never be more offended. Like, when I went to Walmart, and it was my 12th birthday, and they turned to you and said, happy birthday, I will never get over that. Yeah. And I was like, uh, excuse me, I'm the 12-year-old? She is 19. Anyway. Wait, like, well, you were more than that. But, like, yeah. still. I was like, in my 20s. In your 20s. Yeah. And I'm sitting there 12. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that happened all the time. It was really yeah. annoying. Anyway, um, back on track. Uh, there's but also I, rushed, I rushed. I remember moving out of that theater. 
Sorry, yeah. going back just to, just for one you second. And you two ran. were chit-chatting. To, no, you were chit-chatting to each other. And I said, okay, let's get to the car because it was dark yeah. out. Get to the car. And I'm like you, patting you on the back. You sheepdogged us. You sheepdogged like, us you. to the car. Get in, get in, get in, get in. Like, that was me the entire yeah. time. You were so scared and it was so and I left, fun. And I, because I was in such a rush to get in the car because I felt like at least then we're safe in the car, which is stupid logic already. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> I left the drink on the car and drove off, and, like, it fell off because we went over a speed bump, I believe. And it hit the back of your car and fell to the ground, and you were like, yeah. what was that? What was that? And I got out of the car, and I, I did get and it. And I was I like... I still have it. I yeah. still have that cup. I know, because you bought the special cup for I the movie. I bought a special cup for God knows what reason. Well, now it just but... haunts you at night when you look in the cupboard. Oh, no. It's, um, it's so high up, I can't see it. Yeah. I put it at such a height <laughs> a that I can't... A gift to yourself. I can't make eye contact um, with it. Then you have The Conjuring. I'm not a huge fan of that one. Uh, the Conjuring is, I'm not a fan of possession or yeah, that kind of thing. I don't, like it. I don't like those kind of horror movies. I really enjoyed The Conjuring. I thought it was well paced. I thought the it's true story. The last like 40 minutes were so exciting. And it was really weird for me for Lily Taylor or Lily, Ta Lily Taylor. Isn't that her name? She's got like two first names. <sighs> yeah, Lily Taylor. M um, Mystic Pizza Girl, right? Yes. Yeah. For her to be the one being possessed. Okay, I forgot that, but okay. Is wild to me, because she's always been such a nice person. Have you ever person. seen the movie The Others? No, but I want to. Okay, um, I won't say anything. Uh, Good movie. But for her Another to be horror. the one being possessed, it was kind of surprising, because I'm so used to her being all, like, nice, and especially yeah. with her being very motherly, for them to attack her and, like, be the host yeah. to that. Makes sense. Is You know what movie I haven't seen? Kind of that, horrific. That is kind of in that realm of things. Chelsea, I have a question. Do you like the balls? I do. I really love these smooth we're ha we're chocolate balls. They yeah. are delicious. Um, I don't know why you had to bring smooth into it, but okay. It says smooth on the front. It says irresistibly smooth, and right now I can't resist their smoothness. Okay, keep going. Um, Hereditary is a movie that I haven't seen. I hate it. Really? And I hate how much people love it. It makes me hate it more, I think, because people love it so much. Because that sounds like you. It's, it's people like it. I can't no, like it then. Like I, I must went, disagree. I went, I went in very excited because of all the rave reviews, right? And it wasn't like I was overhyped because I didn't know what really to expect. And like, then it took a turn that I was like, this is what people are freaking out about. And then I was waiting for it to get like really exciting. You know, people are gonna die. This is gonna happen. And it still wasn't quite there. And then the end of the movie, roll credits happen, and I thought. I'm never getting those two hours back. Ever. And I, Tony Collette feels like she's overacting to me, even though I love Tony Collette, and even though everyone who watches Hereditary says Tony Collette deserved, like, an Oscar for it. Um, the person I liked the most was um, Thingy Wolf. Thingy Wolf. He's the son in it. I always get him confused with Nat Wolf. I think there's Nat Wolf and Alex Wolf, I think their names are, and they're twins, basically. To me, they're twins. One of them was in Paper Towns, and the other one okay. is in Hereditary. And to me, they look like twins. Like, they look identical to me, I, even okay, though I don't I, think I they are. I know who you're talking about from Paper Towns. Um, I don't know who you're talking about for the rest. He's the son in it. I liked I him. It, so I liked him, and I felt bad for him, but at the same time... I didn't feel bad enough for him to enjoy the whole film. You giving me this chocolate? Yeah, you can have it. I unwrapped it for myself, but it's in your hand. Um, so there's that. Uh, back on track, I, we also talked about Get Out very briefly. I love Get Out. I really like Get Out. I thought it was unique. I thought it wasn't quite horror for me. It's more of like a psychological thriller, but people it's call it a horror, horror movie all the same. 
Um, Where's the line? There's my question. Where's the line? I think you need a little more blood for it to be a horror movie. I think blood is a... a blood is the line? There's blood in this movie. Yeah, but it's not the same. It's... <laughs> Why? Why is it not the same? Like, when you watch a horror movie, there's a... Could, like, there's a good chance that someone is going to... There's a lot of bloodless horror movies where people are, like, killed and you just don't see the blood. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think there's something about you need to have some sort of, like, bodily Psycho? fluids. You don't see any blood? Yes, you do. When she's in the shower, the blood, like, the the black and white, it goes to the water changes color. So she's dying. That's it? That's all you need? Then you definitely have that in Get Out. Okay, No. Forget it. Forget it. You definitely have that in Get Out. There's probably something more else more that. specific that would they get you on board with this. They the crap out of, out of them, and, like, there's blood going everywhere. He's doing the, the surgeries. Fine, fine. There's blood there. It's a horror movie. Are you happy now? Um, the other thing... Am I happy now? Yes. Are you happy now? Am I happy now? Are you now? happy now? I don't know. I don't know. Your tone is, is making me a little unhappy about this. It's a horror movie. Like, stop questioning it. For me, it doesn't feel the same as other horror movies, but it's still a horror movie. That's Whatever. That's what makes it great for me. Um, it's not the same as other horror uh, movies. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, Now, Jesus. I need to be very clear. The original that scared the crap out of mom, and she still says it's so terrifying, Does is nothing for a you. load of shit. <laughs> this was another one of those. That, it was scary in the 70s. No, it's not so scary this was scary another now. one of those that, like, I went in and I was like, I've got to be true to the original. I need to watch it first. I couldn't get my hands on it at the time, so I said, screw that shit. I'm going to watch the remake. I watched the, the remake. The Jessica Biel one, right? And I watched the Jessica Biel one. That Fuck. shit is fire. It is so good. <laughs> it is so good. I was heavily invested in all the characters, even though I was, like, pretty sure oh they were all going to die. I was really invested in all of them. It's it's so horrific, some of the things that happen in it, and the family's weird and everything. The second one, no good. Don't watch it. Even though I like Jordan Brewster, or, yeah, I think that's her name. Uh, even though I like her, not worth the watch. The original was so cheesy, and it felt boring. Like, I wasn't even remotely scared for these people. I was like, you're all going to die. Act a little more scared in the meantime. Because, to me, it didn't seem scary at all. So, and then at the end of it, when she gets away, it's a little different than with Jessica Biel's one. But she acts so manic that you're like, holy shit, she's going to end up in a mental institution after all of this. Which is good, because that's kind of what happens at the start when they pick up the initial hitchhiker, that they're kind of messed up. Mm -hmm. But it just, it didn't have the same tone. So in that sense, I do like the 2003 remake more. Um, now, a little bit of a taste of the comedy horror... You and I both like Zombieland. Do I get... Can I jump in on stuff that's not comedy? You can jump in whenever. Oh, I've, just... got, I've got lots. Okay. So, Paranormal Activity. I... Jesus, I'm going to break this chair. I jump around so much. So, Paranormal Activity, I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, the initial one, which is, like, very low budget... I really, really liked it, but I kept I kept going way past. It's because of the success of that one that they were able to do, like, seven of them. And I have a whole they just, ton of them. I bought, like, just, a collection that has a whole bunch in them. And they got off the handle. Like, they went a little kooky. Yeah. And, and, and started, like, telling the story of, like, a whole coven of witches and stuff like that. It got yeah. bizarre. I love the whole I still loved Mary it. Thing. I still loved it. I kept going back to that. Even though it was clearly getting worse and worse, <laughs> I still enjoyed it because I. You're it, like I am on the shit train on the express. The jump scares work on me, and so it worked really, really well. So that's that's one that I wanted to talk about. 
Nightmare on Elm Street, I totally agree with you, but I kept going. Like, I wasn't just Nightmare on Elm Street, the initial one, and that was enough. Oh, yeah, I've watched all of them. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I committed as well. I The seventh one was good when they did New I Nightmare. I watched the remake. New, New Nightmare was good. I like the third one when they're in the mental hospital, and they're trying to stay awake the entire time so that they don't. No, I think that's the third one, not the second one. You're talking about Patricia Arquette, right? Yeah, that's the third one, I'm, I'm fairly sure. With Larry Fishburne instead of Lawrence Fishburne. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's the third one. Anyway, that's my favorite of, of, of those movies. Love Nightmare on Elm Street. I think they're great. Mm. Again, some of them are definitely off the rails. Something that we can but... both agree on. The other day when we were watching the reel and it said each of the Zodiacs as different killers. Yeah. And you got Jigsaw and I got... I'm about to go into that. And I got... Freddy Krueger, I sent back to you, I said, you, wanna, yeah. uh, you said you want to play a game, and yeah. I said, night-night, bitch. Yeah. Because it was, like, 11 o'clock at night, and I knew that you were about to hibernate. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> so I, I sent through night-night, bitch. Perfect. Because, like, it's perfectly perfect. in line with both of us. And I am totally the person like, you want to play a game, and then just get it <laughs> twisted, and, and, yeah, that's me. Uh, so that's where I was going to go. One of my absolute favorites, like if we're not going to count like Get Out. It's not on my list because it's, for Saw. me, it's too gory. I love Saw. It's, it's not enough blood for you. That's got enough shit for you. Saw. Sure. Saw is a gory horror movie. Yeah. And it's something that like. I love it. It's, it's exciting torture to watch. Torture porn, someone called it. And I think it's That's in Scream. That's in Scream. They call it torture porn? Yes. Yeah. It's totally that. They say it's body parts ripping and blood spewing. Oh my god, I love it. My favorite one. The thing is, that's exciting about Saw is not just. I gotta jump in. in the thing that the thing that isn't face. exciting about Saw is not about the blood and the gore in that. The thing that makes it exciting is the um, creativity with the ways that you can hurt yourself in Saw. Like if you have a pit of needles and then you have you know the ice coming and smashing yeah. someone and. You know, you get your hand in this thing, and if you lose a certain amount of blood, you get the key, because the thing fills with blood, and it, like, lets you out of it. Yeah. But if someone's selfish, and they, or they freak out, they'll cut the wrong nerve, and they'll bleed to death. And it's all of these things, and it's like a sense of, like, vigilante justice Oh, it's definitely well, vigilantism. Because he's finding people who are bad or morally gray. Yeah. And he's making them pay. Yeah. And it, it's his version so, of, like... You can I, fix this. I, I gotta get into to one of those. Like, really got, get into one of those. Saw 5. I just have to look up which one it was, because they all blur together. I remember the first one, I remember the second one, and then I cannot tell you about the rest of them. I think I have the first three, then it's a blur, and then the newer ones. I, I have a whole bunch. I have no idea which ones I have. Yeah. Saw 5 is the one that I freaking love. Like, as a sequel, I thought it was brilliant. And the reason why I found it particularly brilliant was because... Big spoiler alert. I know we've said it already, but, like, big spoiler. The whole film has the premise of if they had just worked together. Yeah. If they had all just agreed to work together as a team instead of being selfish. And screwing each other over. They would have all survived. Yeah. And it's it's things like, um, for example, one of the, the things that comes at them is, like, they have to electrocute themselves and yeah. then there's another one where they can all take blood. a they can all take a certain amount of charge yeah. but if one of them if you work together you'll all be able to withstand a very small electrical charge instead because you're fucking stupid you decide to take it all on yourself and you just refuse to work together and there's a series of of things like that like um oh, i'm trying to find the list for you 
um, the blood thing pint is what of I mentioned blood. to you. Yeah, if they all yeah. take a little bit of blood, yeah. instead of re it requires ten pints of blood. Yeah. If all of them work together, they only have to give a little amount of blood, yeah. and no one has to die. It won't yeah. be enough to be like a true blood loss. Yeah. They, they're going to be in pain, but it's not going to be a huge. You're not going to die from it. Yeah. You'd just be These a little woozy. They get their shit together. I know. And, and they did a very similar thing with when they did the new Saw. Well, it's not new anymore. I think it was the seventh one where it you had a new killer in it. Um, yeah. They did a very similar thing in that sense that it was these people, if they just communicate. Because that's what happens with a lot of the Saw movies. If you just work together or you just, like, put your brains together, you could get out of the situation. But people panic, and people are selfish, and people revert back to who they are inside, which is shitty people. Yeah. And then everyone dies, or yeah. most of them die, because of that. And if you don't die in Saw, you, en you usually end up being so mentally traumatized, you end up helping him kill people later, which yeah. and And at happens. one point, they're all running to try and get the key as well. They're like, oh, I want to get the key, but all the keys are exactly the same, and they're all going to be perfectly fine yeah. if they work together. But instead, they're... they're one's pulling running each other. and pulling each other like just yeah. work together yeah. you dumbasses yeah anyway I, brilliant brilliant installment yeah. in the series and of course the first one I'm, i don't want to ruin the first I one i can never get over the fact that he was screwed from the start and it hurts me Shh, to know say nothing about the first one like it, for, if it, you have never gone into the it soul kills me series, it kills me every time and you can handle a little bit of blood then well, I, I wouldn't say a little bit of blood. A guy cuts his own foot sh off. Sh so sh that's where the name comes from. So, but I I would highly recommend watching if you just kind of want to dip your toe into the Soul franchise. The first one is not that horrific, really yeah. speaking. I think the second was also good it's when they had the like haunted house kind of theme where they were all in the house together. And they were trying yes. to get out. And it, but it was all their problems. Like, one was a drug addict, and they had to yeah. get go in through a thing of needles. and Which is her from the first one who yeah. had the stuff stuck yeah. to her face. Yeah. And she's in it later. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, there's a lot that... Anyway. But yeah. It, I love Saw. To me, Saw was, like, a crazy version of what they did with Escape Room. Because yeah, Escape, Escape Room... Escape not as good, but yeah, I get where you're going with that. I enjoyed Escape Room the same way I like Saw, but Saw has more of the gore factor. Um, the comedy horror that I was talking about was Zombieland I'm, and... Yeah, I'm not done. Oh, I'm oh, not done. Okay. I got more horrors, like okay. legit horrors. Okay. Can I go? Sure, One you more? can go. One more. Wolf Creek. Yeah. Wolf Creek, it's I watch... Can I, can I get yeah. a story? Oh my god. Okay, so the context of me watching Wolf Creek, I, w I went for Christmas. I went on holiday, which is funny that we're talking about You're this. You're 16. You're 16. 16, I went and I was staying with my grandmother in England, and we for some reason we're up at stupid o'clock in the morning and like decide, like every time you were and, hanging out with and on, and on the tv comes wolf creek and it was like let, let's just say like midnight i'm gonna say midnight it was on but it's, yeah. it's on yeah commercial free oh, at yeah. midnight so we watch it so, so you're gonna time, be there at two in the morning by the time shaking. the movie's done it's two in the morning and Oh my god, and I was just, I was freaked out. Like, for Mom the won't of go to night. Australia because of It's Wolf based Creek, on a true story again. Which is even more horrific because they never I catch. I won't go to Australia. They never catch reason. the person. Oh no, he's, he's still he's walking still around. He's still there. Yeah. So, yeah, so hold on. Just to explain what Wolf Creek is, these um, three friends. They're backpackers. They're, they're like, going through they're, the outback. They're kind of just like hitchhiking and enjoying their time in Australia. 
and they're going to this, they're heading through this one area, and they lose phone signal. They, it's all based on fact. This yeah, is what's really they, freaky. Because there's this. an actual area where it's... Completely remote. Completely in the remote. In the you, get, you get no cell posts. phone signal. You get nothing at all. Yeah. And when they're there, they're just, like, trying to find someone to give them a ride, because they don't know how long they're going to be stuck there. They're looking for friendly locals, and, yeah. and that's how and they're this, handling this things. And this guy picks them up, and they're like, thank you so much, and he drives yeah. them hit, to the... To and they want to go to Wolf Creek National Park. Yeah. Which is in the middle of the outback. Yeah. And they turn around and they turn around and they go with this guy and he says, Hey, you can have dinner with me. You know, it's a little Mick late. Mick Taylor oh, is his God. name. Mick Taylor. Saying the name, I literally had a chill yeah. just go down my spine. Um, and he says you can have dinner with me and they have like beans or some shit, some nasty campfire like food that no one really wants to eat, but you eat it because you're stuck in the middle of nowhere. He yeah. feeds them that. They're supposed to be going to sleep and everything. And that's the end of it. Wrong. That is not the end of it. Yeah. Um, he wants to, I want to say, do like some sort of like sexual assault meets torture on the one. The other one gets away before he can do anything to her. And oh, when she's in the car, Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, you think she's finally getting out of there. You're so excited. And yeah, that doesn't happen. Um, and then it's so the sadistic. guy and the guy, what the guy goes through and everything. And at the end of all of this, whether or not these people live or die, they don't believe the authorities. So, you know, at least one of them lives. They don't believe them when they tell them their story. They think that this person is crazy or that these people are crazy and they put them in a mental hospital. Yep. Like they don't believe it. The second one is just as thrilling for me. Have you seen the second one? No. That's a freaking I might game have. of roulette. I'm not entirely sure. With the finger thing. Oh, thing. yes. Yes, Holy I have shit. seen it. That guy is in a show called Banished. That shit was gold. The first, the first Wolf Creek is based on facts of, of actual murders that happen in that region. But the second one they said the is something that they think loose. may have happened because a it's guy loose. had a similar story to what happened to them. It's loose, so you, so you don't you take know. it with a pinch of salt, whereas the but first one... But it's still one, horrific. The first one is... Um, is there's cases. Are you... Written. Do you have any more? I'll stop. Okay. Um, we have comedy horror really quick. We both love Zombieland. Zombieland is great. Yeah. I enjoyed that first one more than the second one, but it's, it's still And good. Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah. I really I like, like I really oh. like Scout's Guide because it's it's a movie that, like, I saw it as a trailer, and no one I knew went and actually saw it when it came out in theaters, but I thought I was going to really like it because it looked like it was going to be, hum like, hilarious and amazing. Have you ever seen amazing, Tucker and Dale you know? versus Evil? Who? Tucker and Dale versus Evil. No. Alan Tudyk... Alan, you know Alan Tudyk. Um, Tudyk? I always say Tudyk. Is it? Is I say Tudyk. It could be. I don't know. Maybe I'm saying his name wrong my entire uh, life. It could be Tudyk. I don't and know. And then there's Tyler Levine. Um, this guy and this guy. Yeah, yeah I know. I know who you're yeah. talking about. Anyway, they play Tucker and Dale, and like everyone thinks that they're so creepy because of backwoods hillbillies, but they're actually gentle people. Yeah. Just trying to be nice, and things. Even though they're, like, trying to run away from these two guys because they think that they're, they they're can doing help all them. of this, they just are accidentally killing themselves. These college students are running into, like, trees and, like, goring themselves and things like that. Yeah. Just continuously making stupid mistakes. Yeah. And they're trying to save them. Yeah. But because they're running away from... Like, there's, there's a lot that goes on. There is, like, some actual malice in the film as well that, that they're contending with, but... 
I, I love that film because all because of their preconceptions of them as like murderous hillbillies. Yeah. All sorts of stuff happens, but yeah. if they were just like a little bit more open-minded, yeah, I love that movie. I think it's great. It's very underrated. It's got a very high. Have like, you seen Warm Bodies? You seen Yeah, warm I like Warm Bodies. Warm Bodies is like a rom-com. Almost. Yeah, Warm Warm Bodies is like a, a rom-com zombie horror. rom-com. It's a, it's a rom-com <laughs> horror kind of. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I wanted to quickly touch on two TV shows. You have American Horror Story. That is nowhere near a comedy. No, this is oh, you're horror movies. Genuine horror, okay. Horror movies and TV. Okay. Um, just quickly mention that as well as Harper's Island, which you still have not watched. You borrowed it from me, and then you didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, oh, there's another horror that that I saw. I watched it on Disney Plus. I should not have watched it. Um, with her from where the the uh, crow dad sing. Oh, you're talking about flesh. Things. Or fresh? Fresh. Yeah. <gasps> it's on my list of stuff to watch. If you haven't seen fresh, have you seen Black Phone? Watch. Fresh. Have you seen Black Phone? I have Ethan seen the Hawk? Black Phone. Yep. I've seen I Black liked Phone. that it enjoyed that too. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Fresh is extremely good. Daisy is it Edgar, fresh? Daisy Edgar Jones is great in it. If it's yeah. Sebastian Stan, is evil. You'll never be able to watch this movie again. Why? And, and like, or I, well, you can watch the movie again, but like, you'll never, never be able to look at Sebastian Stan the same again. He's Every no longer Bucky. Every time... Who the fuck is Bucky? From Marvel. He's Bucky. Bucky who? Bucky. He doesn't have an arm. You, you don't remember this? In Captain America and all that. I don't in, watch Avengers. Captain America. I didn't like in Captain Avengers. America. In Avengers. He's in Avengers. Yeah. Black hair. I'm telling you now. Or, well, not black hair. Like, dark brown hair. He's the guy yeah. <laughs> from Fresh for me. <laughs> I... I don't care. Like I, I think the ending was lackluster for this movie. Quite honestly, like it just, it just kind of, of it? ends. It just kind of ends, and, and it's like, oh well, that's the end of the movie. But it is, whoa, all the way through. <laughs> it's whoa. And the problem what, with it though is that I was misled. Like the the trailer that I saw, I don't know how I saw it, but was like, um. It's it's a date gone wrong, and and I'm like oh so it's kind of like a shitty. I was under the impression that it's like cannibalism. Shh. It's like a shitty rom com. I'm guessing I'm right Is based what? on the sh I just got. It's like a shitty rom com, and I'm just like. Well, that seems like an odd and like the total shift is all. abrupt as fuck i was misled so i was yeah, you were misled given... i was under the impression that he was a cannibal and he was trying to like lure i was her terrified to his watching... home. i watched it thinking it was going to be like a a like rom-com gone wrong sort yeah. of situation <laughs> i was up late it's gone really wrong it's 11 30 at night and my bedtime is way earlier than 11 30 and i'm watching this and I'm just like, oh no, Chelsea, what have you done? Because I can't go to bed now. I have to power through to the end of this so that things are resolved. And I'm hoping things are resolved. I'm hoping it's not one of those, and then the phone rings at the end and he's still alive. Like, I'm not, like, I am now compelled to go way past when I would be normally going to sleep. My yeah. mind is running, like, nonstop. I'm never going to sleep. If I just turn this off, well, so I, I remember what happens. I always remember what happened when you watched oh. Strangers and you came home. Oh my home, god! And all I had to do was I don't stand, even want to talk about all it. All I had to do with the Strangers was you were sitting under a light, and I just put a shadow over you, and you were like, "What is wrong with you?" I'm not a horror movie person for a very good reason. It yeah. fucks me up for date weeks. You followed sometimes. Mom when we watched Texas Chainsaw. You followed right her now, like you were a shadow. There's a holiday collection on a bunch of different streaming services. Yeah. Still there. 
And if you go to it, one of the things, I saw it on the side, like, you know where you can scroll across the scroll bar? Yeah. I saw, like, half of the next one, and I could very clearly see that it was the Gremlins logo. Yeah. But it was not, like, just a nice, like, <laughs> here's the Gremlin, here's a Mogwai. There's a gremlin on that side. I have no idea what is to the right of anything because I'm not scrolling. I'm not going past that. Like, why I just, don't you just go like this and like what, have close your hand, my eyes? No, like have your hand follow it so that you, you know it's off I'm the screen. I'm watching it on the, the TV. What, how big do you think my hand is? Well, then you do it from a distance. <laughs> oh my god, it's just—it was a hard no for me. So it's like, yeah, I—I I, I don't do well with horror. The ones I like, I like, and they're usually not that scary. Like it's just like, yeah. Yeah, uh, and you, I mean, you can handle, I'll make the handle argument like as mild well. horror. I make the argument as well that th movies like 127 Hours and Black Swan are horror movies. Are horror movies. Well, Black Swan is a horror movie. It's like a, a psychosexual thriller horror movie because it's friggin' yeah. weird. I a horror movie, in my opinion. And 127 Hours, when you see his arm, it's definitely a horror movie. True story, horror movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. On to our next thing because we've been talking about this for so long. Yeah. Um. I wanted to talk about sad songs. Now, more specifically, um, I, as you know, like, you know how the 90s had, like, angry chick music? I, I am, like, I'm naughty girl sad music. That's who I am. Okay. So we um, are, we, it's funny you should say that. Okay. So I, I have Spotify. You do not. Correct. Spotify will put together mixes for you based on what you listen to. Yeah. I have one called the Moody Mix, and it is. It's angry it's, girl chick music? It is all, like. I, I'll tell you in a minute. It's I, all angsty. I actually went through it. One, you got a lot of Alanis. Alanis. One day. No Alanis. No Alanis. Surprise. She didn't make the cut. You ought to know Color is on there. Color me surprise. You ought to know is on there. But short of that, not a lot of Alanis. Okay. So anyway. back on track. I found out two facts about I am on track, miss. I found two facts about sad music. Uh, one is that it triggers the release of the hormone prolactin, which can help reduce like signs of, or the feelings of grief. But because you're not actually grieving, when you listen to sad music and enjoy it, what happens is because you don't have anything to grieve, you just get released like happy pleasure hormones, which is why so many That's people like sad, sad music. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is that research shows that a person's attraction to sad music, because I love sad music, you know I do. Yeah. Um, a person's attraction to it can be uh, like personality-wise uh, correlated with personality traits like empathy, rumination, and even absorption. Mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was really cool. Um, anyway, so I wanted to talk about this. I wanted to kind of fly through this because we spent so much time on horror movies. Um, two artists for me have, like, a lot of their music because they have a certain niche or they have enough music that this works. Um, Olivia Rodrigo and Taylor Swift, for me, have released so many songs that I consider sad songs that, like, it's... I have a list on my iPod that's called Rip My Heart Out Music. <laughs> and it and half of it is Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo. No joke. So I'm going to quickly just, like, touch on them. If you know any of them, just let me know. So for Olivia Rodrigo, just some off the top of my head were, like, Traitor, Driver's License, One Step Forward, Three Steps Back. I can jump in at any time. Enough For You, Happier, Lacey from her new album, mm -hmm. uh, Logical, and The Grudge. Okay, can I jump in on mine? Because you missed mine. Okay. Which is an obvious one. Vampire. Vampire is not a Vampire sad song. Vampire is a sad song. It is Hate not a sad song. Hate to give you the satisfaction a, asking how you're doing now. How's the castle built off people you pretend to care about? Just what you wanted. Look at you, cool guy. You got it. Yeah. 
I love you know there was I a love whole, you know there, you know okay. about the whole theory about the feud between Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo, right? No, I don't. So there's a whole theory that they are no longer friends, and like she heavily admired Taylor Swift when they start when she started her career, right? Yeah. Well, they think that one Vampires of about that. they think that there are two songs on the album, potentially three, that could potentially be about the feud between them, and one of them is why Vampire. Are you, why are you pit women? One of them is Vampire. Really? The other one is The Grudge, and the other one is Lacey. Now. Personally, I think Lacey, well, everyone else thinks it's, like, her secretly being bisexual. I got the impression that it was about Taylor Swift. I think Lacey is about Taylor Swift, but there is a line in Vampire that reminds me of Taylor Swift's song Vigilante Shit, mm-hmm. which makes me think, is this a nod to Taylor's song? I don't even know the song, so I You love you. Vi- Vigilante Shit. Uh, no, I, lo- I love Vigilante Shit. I don't know Lacey. No, in Vampire... Oh, Vampire. She says something... What does she say? In, um, the lyrics just, like, left my brain now that I've said it. But she says a line, uh, that, uh, like, you did all the bad things, and I, but, like, I've done all the bad things, but you were the worst thing that I did. Something like that. Like, I've done all these bad things, but you were the worst one. Well, in Taylor Swift's song, it doesn't matter. I'm paraphrasing. In Taylor Swift's song, she turns around and says something along the lines of, uh, like... Oh, I can't remember if it's, like, the reverse of it now. It's all messed up in my head. Anyway. I have so many lyrics running through my mind. So, hold on. Hold on a tick, because I know you've got a lot that you want to talk about. But I just want to, like, reiterate what you said. Yeah. Your songs are so 2000s influenced. My sad songs all have a bit of an edge to them. Not all of them. It's it's definitely influenced by my 90s-ish. No, not yours. Mine. Yeah. My sad songs that I love, they all have a bit of an edge to them. They're all little biting, a little bit of anger... And often that someone feels like they've been wronged. It's a heartbreak and they've been wronged or whatever. They've been wronged. Yeah. Like, that is always the theme of almost every single song that I have. Now, yeah. I will I will go into all of mine in a minute because I know you have a whole fucking list that you want to go through. I see the papers. Yeah. I can see the notes. Yeah. So I will let you do your thing. This isn't even my whole list. I actually cut circle down. circle back and we'll talk about mine, okay? The other thing was... I'll jump in only so if So were you any have... of those Olivia Rodrigo songs anything you could think of? From my um, list, I have another quote, songs. Olivia Rodrigo's Vampire. Um, You're just obsessed with Vampire. She also says, Every girl I ever talked to told me you were bad, bad news. You called them crazy, God, I, I hate, hate the, the way, way I, I called them, them crazy, crazy too. too. You're so convincing. How do you lie without flinching? Yeah. That is the other line that I... I it's sad. Yeah. Like, these are sad Because songs. of lines like that, I think it's about her ex, who was a total asshole. Yeah. Well, the when, older guy that when she was t- with at the time. I don't see Taylor Swift tearing down that many women so I don't well, think that if, that would be about if it. you read the lyrics to Lacey you may be on board with the fact that I think it's about her. Okay, Some people well. think it's about Serena Carpenter but I think she got over that feud when so she did Are Sour. we talking about Taylor as well? Now we're going to quickly talk about Taylor. I, I know I your favorite song by Taylor. We're not going to What's ta- my favorite song by Taylor? Exile. You love Exile. I do love Exile. It I'm is, not going to talk about it. It is on my list. Not on my list. Um, for sad songs, there's also Tolerate. I, can I just say Tolerate it? Yes. I love Tolerate it. Yes. I could listen to Tolerate it once a day, every day. Yes. I, I, oh, can I, can I quote? Sure. So when she says, I wait by the door like I'm just a kid, use my best colors for your portrait, lay the table with the fancy shit, and watch you tolerate it. I don't know why, but that that speaks to my soul. <laughs> and, and when I felt sad... The way she sings or, it as well, yeah, you feel it's, it. It's ethereal. Yeah. And it's like, if it's all in my head, tell my me now. Folklore is my favorite album, Tell Chelsea. me I've got it wrong somehow. I know my love should be celebrated, but, but you, you just tolerate, tolerate it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is, there's also Right Where You Left Me. Now, Right Where You Left Me has more of, like, a folksy sound than the 
the more melancholy tone, but the lyrics to it, you can see her sitting in like a diner with dust in her hair because she's sitting in this moment where things ended and she's stuck there. Like she can't get out of it. And that's okay. right where you left me. There's also Cardigan, which is part of the triad of awesomeness that is Betty and August and uh, Cardigan. That whole triad is, is great for me, but Cardigan specifically is a sadder song out of those. There's also My, My Tears Ricochet, um, Cornelia Street. There's no shortage of sad songs with Taylor Swift. All too Even well. Even Exile, which is a sad song. Now, I don't categorize it as my sad there song, are two. There are two songs that were... The, the whole reason I got into Taylor Swift was because of Fearless. I wasn't into her prior to that. And it, The initial Taylor Swift album, you like, were not a fan Speak of. Now and Taylor Swift... You but, had Speak Now. You were into Speak Now. I don't have... I didn't have Speak Now. Really? No. I knew, like, the odd song from it, but I didn't have huh. the actual album. But I got Fearless for Christmas, and I, like, I watched the shit out of that. Because they had the, the music videos on a disc, too. So I had that, and yeah. then I also had the CD. I remember that. Um, But two songs from that. Breathe. Sorry, my phone's going off. Breathe okay. and White Horse. White Horse is a great Are song. so beautiful and sad all at the yeah. same time. Uh, you're on your own, kid, which is from Midnight. I love you're on your own, kid. I, it's my favorite song. You're on song. your own, kid. You always have been. Yeah. I love it's that. It's supposed to be about, like, new beginnings and everything, but for me, I'm stuck on, like, the really sad shit at the start. So, like, for no, me... she's sad because, like, she's friend-zoned. She's been yeah. friend-zoned, and she's... Yeah. It's sad. Um, there's it's the, mo really sad the moment I knew. Don't know that one. Um, Nothing New, which is... She sings that one with Phoebe Bridgers. Which you might yeah. like, because it feels very I've Rory Gilmore, if I've ever heard a song. I've, I've heard it. I'm not that a fan. Um, there's Sad, Beautiful, Tragic, which no one likes really off of Red, but I love that song. I love that song before she re-released Red. You still haven't hit on the song that uh, I, I It's love. Time to Go, Exile, and Peace. Are you out? Is that it? Those, those are the ones that I stuck to. I didn't you want my sad song? Sure, you can pick your sad Taylor Swift so song. So Tolerated would be my number one. Yeah. My second one. Yeah. A very close second. Not a distant. Very close second. Mad Woman. Yeah. Mad Woman has, a, again, a little bit of an edge. A little bit of yeah. anger to it. But, like, and one of my favorite lines in the in the song, though, because the song is basically about they call her a mad woman because she's the she's the wife and he's now gone off with somebody else. Yeah. Um, but there's a line, and women like hunting witches, too, doing your dirtiest work for you. It's obvious that wanting me dead has really brought you two together. Yeah. And I love that line. Women like hunting witches. I don't know what it is that I love about it, but I, I think it's a great line. Yeah. And then the whole song is like, there's nothing like a mad woman. Yeah. Like it's, it's a great song. Yeah. It, but it's sad. It is so sad. Yeah. But at the same time, just angry enough that it's totally up my alley. Like, everything has a little bit of anger to it. Yeah. Okay. So, the next part is a lot less structured. I wrote down songs off of my list that I thought, like, you may have some sort of connection to. There's Jar of Hearts by Christina Perry. Ditto. Great that, song. That got me through a really rough crush that I had in eighth grade. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> Fix You and Yellow by Coldplay. <gasps> Yellow's not a sad song. Yellow is sad. No, it's not. When you listen to Yellow, Yellow is I a, feel so Yellow sad. Yellow is he wrote for Gwyneth. They were happy yeah, at the time. It's supposed to be a happy song, but look we can hear it. Look at the stars. Look yeah. how they shine for you. Yeah. It, to me, it's the a way love song. He, it is a love song, but it a feels so tragic. It's just slow. It's just Fix slow you freaking breaks your Fix heart. Fix you is a sad oh my song. God. Fix you was about Gwyneth's dad dying. Um, it's just holy shit. Then there's Be All Right by Dean Lewis, which is a newer song. I don't know if you know that one, but I really like that. No, that's um, gone modern. Nothing Left to Lose, which you know from the Duff movie that she listens, that you could hear it play when she's walking and then she goes to go to the Think Rock and he's there. 
don't recall and then she walks back to her car it's so beautiful i love it so much the lyrics of it are great you've gone too niche well she turns around in the song above the uh fine um there's iris and better days by goo goo dolls oh yeah iris and do you know know how many people i don't want the world to see me because i don't think that that are my age don't know what that song is and i'm like you do know what the song is just wait for it because they don't they never heard the word iris in it that's yeah iris i say you know know where it's from i don't know it 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 became famous because of uh, Um, city of angels yeah i know you've seen city of angels right sad there's a movie that will make you sad um won't go home without you and she will be loved by maroon five because let's be real maroon five early on they had it down pat they knew how to um this this is one you're not going to really care about there's just a friend to you by megan trainer she plays the ukulele in it. It feels more Hawaiian than anything else, but the lyrics of it are sad. So, so it's it, a sad Hawaii? Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, Tomorrow Will Be Kinder by the Secret Sisters, which is from the Hunger Games soundtrack. I've, I've heard that. I created a whole dance routine about a person with cancer, and the, our teacher didn't have that be the GSU, because I knew that the previous year the it, okay. GSU had to be Hold a Hold on. What's a GSU? Remember, a you group, being a listener. A group study unit or assignment, yeah. whatever. And you were in a dance and class. And I was in a dance class. And the year prior, I knew that their GSU was to create a, a whole it's dance like routine. like a social sur- issue. Surrounding a social issue or something that saddens people, stuff like that. A and deep emotion. I, w- deep I created, deep. like, mentally and physically, I created a whole routine surrounding the song Tomorrow Will Be Kinder about a person with cancer and the loss of that and, like, everything. Like, I had a whole story going on. And the teacher turned around and said, I'm going to give you a piece of art. You have to create a routine based on that piece of art. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I got the choreography down for something else, miss. Yeah. This reminds me of the choreography I've already done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was tempted. If we had had different art, I could have totally got away with it. Um, there's also When I Go by the Slow Club. Oh. I love When I Go. Because because the whole song, it feels feels like they're going to get together. You feel like they're going to get together because it's the whole relationship of, if we're not married by a certain age, we'll get married and we'll be together. But instead in the song, they don't. They die. And they say, by 60 or something, by 60 or something, it's too late, we've lived our lives. Yeah. That's that. And I'm like, no! Yeah, it's a bittersweet sort of song. Um, There's All I Want by Codaline, which was mm. played a lot. It's been played a lot in the last, like, 10 years. I know that years. song, but I yeah. don't know that song, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I, All I want is nothing more. Yeah, that. I don't hear know. you knocking at my door. Okay, I don't you're, sing, you're, you're not helping. Not you're not helping, because I, I don't know it that well. Yeah, anyway. Okay. Um, There's that. Uh, Figures by Jesse Reyes. Is that the one she became famous for? Yes. Yeah. I give you ride or die and you give me games. Love. Yeah. I love the version of that song. I hate the friggin' remix. Hate the remix. I love, yeah. No, I love the original version of that song where she swears and it's yeah. not bleeped. Because um, I like anything where there's a little bit of anger in yeah. it. <laughs> my favorite Adele song, Someone Like You. Oh, Adele! I've got Adele on my list. My favorite Adele song, Someone Like You, but also there's Million Years Ago. Nope, not that one. Keep going. Um, and Let's see where we cross over, if we cross over. I have another one, but I didn't put it on my list. What's the other one you have? I Drink Wine. Oh, from her newer album. I love I Drink Wine. What? Yeah. The sad line for me, I, I think the, the saddest part about I Drink Wine is that I know what it's about, and it's, she's not... A hundred percent angry at someone. She's yeah. a little bit angry at herself as well. Yeah, which is and, why she's drinking wine. And no, no. Well, the, li- <laughs> the line is this: When I was a child, every single thing could blow my mind. Soaking it all up for fun, but now I only soak up wine. They say to play hard, you work hard, find balance in the sacrifice. Yet I don't know anybody who's truly satisfied. Yeah. And I love 
that song. Yeah. And then, like, she's like, and I'll try. Like, I can't hit any of these notes, but, like, she, she really gets into it, and, like, she hits, oh, it's just beautiful. Like, yeah. Even, she says she's gonna try and get over herself, and, oh. Yeah. It, it's, it's just, she's just as angry with herself as she is with the person who's, who's. Broke her heart. Her. Yeah. yeah. Broke her heart. Uh, I also have If By Chance by Ruth B. Because I love Ruth B, as you know. I do. Um, and I If By Chance, I made, like, everyone listen to If By Chance when I was So like, I'm sure really I've heard it, it, but I don't remember it at all. Um, but, uh, one of the main things that she says in it is, like, if by chance it doesn't work out with her, you'll mm-hmm. always have me in my world. Mm-hmm. Is what, like, I'm paraphrasing. Yours are super modern. But, like, it's, it's really I am beautiful. so back in um, time There's Photograph and Small Bump by Ed Sheeran. Uh, photograph everyone knows. Small bump. Small is bump is very sad. so devastating because you listen to this whole thing. He's falling in love with this baby, and then the baby dies. Yeah. And oh my god, if you don't cry yeah. and wish that uh, like miscarriages never existed, that song is going to do it. You're going to wish that that could not happen. Um, when the party's over by Billie Eilish. It was actually the very first song that Billie Eilish sang that I really, really liked. Like I, I was major fan of hers because of that. Yeah. Um, there's consequences by Camila Cabello, which you got me onto because you were obsessed with I it. I love that song. That's that. That was on my list. Why? Why do you love that song though? Well, this this. Where's song? the line? Is it the whole thing? Yeah. Like the the whole thing together as well as like the lyrics because you know that I'm obsessed with the lyrics from the songs anyway. Yeah. I told you it's all just a mess in there. Um. <laughs> But I also had Bang Bang by Nancy Sinatra. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Angel by Sarah McLaughlin. In general, Sarah McLaughlin can rip your heart out with any song she sings. But I, Angel I was that. one that Stupid. got used. I love Stupid. Angel got used in everything because in you just, you just fall. Yeah. And they use it it's so well. Like, you see the dog ads when they're like, support the animal. And I'm like, I'll give you all my money. Sarah yeah. McLaughlin has That's me. not what does it for me, though. She did, she did a song, again, Angry. Song called Stupid. Mm. How stupid could I be? It's a great song. Yeah. Um, that's the one that uh, that gets me. Uh, Back to Black by Amy Winehouse. Oh, that's a good one. Um, How to Save a Life by the Fray. I love, I love the line in that you kept your dick wet. Yeah, <laughs> I love that part of the song. <laughs> Whenever it comes on, it doesn't get bleeped for some reason. Yeah. So every time I hear that, I'm just like, some of the shit that they bleep on public radio. Yeah, but they leave sex leave, in and stuff they, like that, and I'm like, what is happening? Uh, you kept your dick wet is probably one of the grossest lines in a song that I've ever heard, and it's and it, oh my god, I yeah. love that it doesn't get bleeped. Yeah. Uh, How to Save a Life, which is the great, Fray. Great, song. Yeah, I love that's the, great. That's why I bought the Fray. <laughs> I bought the Fray. The entire album is, like, sad songs. Yeah. Um, the Say Something by A Great Big World and Christina Aguilera. That was a more recent one. Last ten years. You remember? Say Something. Oh, Say, say something, something, I'm giving up on you. Yeah. That's back. a good song. Good sad. And then the last one is The Night We Met by Lords. Uh, Heron? Or Heron? I don't... I Like, I say it, but don't I've heard it, it different ways. Yes, you do. In 13 Reasons Why, the song that Every he dances to... Every time you reference to, that, you know that I have no idea what you're talking about, right? You saw the first season. That's what they danced to in the gym, and it's, like, it's so devastating. Because, um... He, like, the, the specific line for me that does it is when he says, I had all and then most of you, some and now none of you. Take me back to the night we met. Because, like, they're no longer together. And when they were in love, they were like this. 
-hmm. And then they slowly just, like, drift, and it gets worse. And it's so horrific to listen to and not feel like, holy shit, I may not be with anybody, but I understand your emotions. That's what it feels like when you listen to it. Um, (laughs) What do you have? I'm going to stop there, because we still have to get Um, on to our last portion. Okay. Uh, I have have a lot. (laughs) So, I'll try to be quick. Um... I am a big fan of like certain Motowny things, so ain't no sunshine when oh, he's yeah. gone. Bill Is Withers. this because I mentioned Bill Withers yesterday? No, <laughs> Just... no, it's not. But but <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. No, ain't no sunshine. Is uh, it, it perfectly encapsulates like your life it can be perfect, but the sunshine is completely gone if the if one person moves out, and, and because be they're so your tied. sunshine, you're tied to that, and it creates yeah. your whole mood. Um, great song. Yeah. And Bill Withers is just a fucking phenom. Um, please, please, please let me get what I want by the Smiths. You know that one? Please, 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 won't you let me, let me get what I want. Lord knows it'll be the first time. That one. I don't know. I've I've ended up actually more convinced I don't know it because of you singing it. It's the Smiths. It's it's all of the Smiths music is very moody, but this is one of my favorites. Um... And another one would be, must have been love, yeah. but it's over now. I love that. That's Roxette, and I love that. And that's one of those songs that hits a lot of weird kind of paths for me. It is a holiday song, yeah. so it's an appropriate time to talk about it. Yes, for and, New Year's. Yeah, and it's, it's, I don't love it for the same reason other people, people love Pretty Woman. And so they love that song because it's yeah. from Pretty Woman. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Pretty Woman. Yeah. I just love that song on its own merits. I think yeah. it's brilliant. Um, I'm trying to think of the song that I went to their concert in Hamilton. Do you know how useless that is? You've been to so many concerts. Um, pour some sugar on me. What's their name? Death Leopard. Okay, so they sing a song. Um, they sing a lot of songs that really touch me, but Love Bites is yeah. one one of the ones like it's my favorite Def Leppard song first and foremost yeah um but like it's it touches on a lot of weird themes where I'm sad and I'm not entirely sure why I'm sad yeah it's like when you make love do you look in the mirror who do you think of does he look like me and it's like it's that sad in and of itself but then it gets weirdly angry too it's like do you tell (laughs) lies and say that it's forever do you think twice you just touch and see like like all of the songs it gets Dark and then sad. And this then dark. is why I don't understand why I you're not so... like obsessed with something like Deja Vu by Olivia Rodrigo because that's exactly the kind of like angry but sad I mix love, that seems perfect I, for I you. I love Olivia Rodrigo, but there's a lot. Deja Vu seems majority of Olivia Rodrigo. Like I listen to it and I go, they that's an angry song. And then there's other stuff and I'm like, that's a sad song. That anger is not coming from a, a, just an angry place. It's coming from a sad place. And so it, how it do you feel different. about Deja Vu? Because basically, no you idea just... what Deja Vu is. No clue what that song is. You're, you're getting so very horrific. upset with me right now. Like, you're very Deja angry Vu is at right me. Up your alley. You should listen to Deja listen Vu to later today. So. Because it's right up your alley. Karaoke song for me. Oh, no. This was, like, number one on my list. Oh, and God. I've done it, and now I regret it because I cannot sing. Was Jules' Foolish Games. You sang that I at sang. karaoke? Why would you sing Jewel? Like, that's like if you go up there and you're like, I'm going to sing an Adele song. Yeah, bad like, idea. Yeah, how many yeah. drinks were in you then? Oh, many a drink because I was I was very nervous about doing oh it at all, so god. I got completely plastered before I went up there. But oh anyway, my god. Jules Foolish Games. Friggin' saying Jewel. Jules Foolish oh, Games god. is one of those songs that I feel that song. 
when it everyone comes on feels radio. that song. It's I feel Joel. it when it, when she says, "Excuse me." Because okay. I've mistaken you for somebody else. That part. Don't, don't do that again. <laughs> the having, anger that. I'm like, having somebody visions who gave a damn somebody could have been like. Shut up. <laughs> somebody who gave a damn somebody more like myself. So, like, she's pissed. But she's also really sad. And you could tell from the way the song is delivered. Yeah. And, like, and, like she has more than one instance of that. And it's like, in case you fail to notice, in case you fail to see, this is my heart bleeding before you. This is me down on my knees. But, like, the way she delivers it is, like, she's sad, she's angry. She's sad, she's angry. Uh, I can be both things at once. Very 90s. Love the 90s. No doubts, don't speak. I'm not even going to start singing that. Like, the whole song, all the way through, sad. So it's about a a, uh, relationship just deteriorating. Yeah. Anyway, Celine Dion, It's All Coming Back to Me Now, which verges on, like, two lines for me where I'm like, this is a great love song, and I'm like, (laughs) this is a really sad song. She's very angry. Uh, my, my thing that I go to for that is, like, sh- I finished crying in an instant that you left, and I can't remember where or when or how, and I banished every memory you and I had ever made. That is not a love song at that point. That's, like, get the hell out of my life. You've hurt me. I cried. I'm done now. Yeah. Um, but it's a sad song. Um, Billie Eilish falls into a lot of that category for me. That's right. I went into the modern era. Billie Eilish is... Oh, look at you dipping your toe. Happier than ever has that kind of tone. Um, I don't relate to you. I love everything I wanted. Got everything I wanted. If you listen to the lyrics in that... I don't think I've heard that one yet. That's a new album, It might have been a nightmare. You know it. You do know it. You don't realize you know it, but but you do. I love, I love Happier Than Ever. Like, the the Everything I wanted. Not the first part, which is very clearly just sad. Yeah. But, like, the the second part where it's, like, edgier, the guitars come in. I hate that. The, the I guitars. love the starting part. I no, don't like I the edgier part. But she's like, I can't relate to you because I'd never treat me this, this shit. Is, this is what I mean. Naughty girl sad songs really versus angry 90s city. girl chick music. I love 90s girl chick music. Angry. <laughs> and I don't talk shit about you on the internet. Never okay. told anyone anything bad. Billie Eilish is when the party's over. I literally used yeah. to cry. Yeah. When I, because I mean, to, the, to me. Don't you know um, no good for you. Yeah, tore my sh- my shirt to stop you yeah. bleeding, but nothing ever stops you leaving. Yeah, what a like, fucking line. Jesus I Christ. feel that you song. feel like she went to war. Yeah. like it's horrific. But Quiet yeah, when I'm coming home and I'm on my own, yeah. that I, when I was coming home on my own, I would listen to that song and it would make me just fall. Well, as you're walking up the steps. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. It's very ethereal. It's very soft. It yeah. has like bass drops in it, though, so, yeah. which is like almost like the anger part of it. Yeah. But I, I feel that song in my bones. Yeah. Natalie Ambruli is torn. Yeah. Not very 90s. Again, yeah. you couldn't be that man that I adored. You don't seem to know or seem to care what your heart is for. Um, now we're going back in time. Bob Dylan's ex, Joan Baez, sang Diamonds and Rust. Have you, you've heard Diamonds and Rust, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, I, I love that. From the very start of that song, well, I'll be damned, here comes your ghost again, but that's not unusual. It's just that the moon is full and you happen to call. Like, angry, but sad. Um, and then, of course, I would be remiss if I did not mention my absolute favorite band, Fleetwood Mac, who have made a career I'm out of melancholy. Some of the lyrics that you mentioned loving because it's angry and it's sad at the same time, 
how are you not obsessed with Olivia Rodrigo's new album? Like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, how can you not... not I'm not feeling like, it. Bad idea, right? It. Seems like just the thing that you'd be that like, this is great. so good. I like that idea. And, but like, it's get in. him back. Get him back. Because mm. she, like, turns around and she's like, that I love him and I hate sad. him and I, you know... She doesn't seem sad in but that it's, idea. But it sounds like she's, it's like... the way she delivers she it She sounds matters. like she's doing, like, a cheerleader routine, but she's like, I love him and I hate him and it's at the same time... And then she's like, I want to get him back. I want to make... Fleetwood Mac is... is and she's like, I want to make him really jealous. I want to make him feel bad. She wants sweet revenge, but she also wants him again. Like, I don't know. She's all over the me. place with her emotions, and you're vampire like... Vampire speaks to me. I know. I feel vampire. It, I, I have to feel the it. The clean version for weird. the radio cracks it. me up. Yeah, instead of Dream fucker. Crusher. Fame Dream Crusher kills me. The funny thing was, I never heard the radio version to start, so I heard it playing somewhere. I was like, how are they going to get around I this? I bought the CD. I got the CD. I'm listening to it. I'm hearing all the swear words, and then in the on the radio, I'm ready to like start belting it or like fake belting it, and then they turn around, and they're just like, Dream Crusher, and I went... <laughs> like that's where they like went I with was it. Just giggling the rest of the way in the car. Yeah. Like that's where they went with it. They're okay. like, oh yeah, same sound. I didn't ca- Like I was like, I have no idea how they're gonna get around this. And I'm like, oh, that's how they're gonna get around Dream this. Dream Crusher. Yeah, just record a completely different version of Radio Edit, like they always did. Yeah. Anyway, um, Fleetwood Mac made a, an absolute career out of sad songs. They're yeah. fast. They're slow. It doesn't really matter. They're yeah. still sad. You yeah. got Silver Springs, Go Your Own Way, Storms, Dreams. I the could chain. talk about. The chain. I love the chain. I could talk about it, them for hours, and I'm not going it's to. It's the right amount of angry the chain is that it's like, if you don't love me now, you'll yeah. never love me again. Yeah. Yeah. We're done. Gold Dust Woman. Perfect. Yeah. Anyway. All about sorrow, heartbreak, and loss. They're also my favorite band of all time. So if, if you want to if you want to go against me, I am the sad song queen when it comes to that. Because Fleetwood Mac is yeah. just sad songs all the way through. Before we wrap up, I want to talk about... Wrap up? Yeah. Well, this is our last thing before we wrap it up. We're going to talk about who I... Like, these women... I'm not even kidding. I used to hate reading... As you know, I used to hate reading when yeah, I was in school. I used odd. to really hate it because I always felt like it was a chore, and it, it the whole reason I felt like it was Are a you chore. Are you trying to sway me on this? Because, no, no, no. Oh, okay. It's just something I'm going to talk I, about. I agree with you. <laughs> when I was in school, because they make you read things, it's not for your enjoyment, so then you end up hating reading, and I think it's something that really needs to be fixed in you the curriculum. pleasure in the choice. Yeah, because you could hate reading what they want you to read in school, but outside of school... I remember being in, I was in ninth grade. Uh, it was the summer before ninth grade, I believe. I read The Duff <laughs> by Cody Keplinger. And that is actually what I'm going to lead into because I genuinely believe that Cody Keplinger and Jenny Hahn are the whole reason that I like reading now. And I, I completely owe it to them. That is a true statement. And I remember. the whole reason for that is I read The Duff in two days. Now, to give you some perspective on this, all of my other books that were up there, my favorites, Collecting took, dust. took me months, weeks and months to read. I read The Duff in two days. I, I went to school, I or I did any errands, anything that I had to do that required me away from book, I'd do that and I'd go right back to my book. You're I'd eat obsessive. dinner, i go back to the book. And I read the book about four times. I oh was obsessed God, with it. Oh my I remember. And, and the funny thing was, the time that you were reading that yeah. was the time that can I tell, can I say what I said about the book? Sure. Okay, so it was the same time that Fifty Shades of Grey had come out. Yeah. And I, I didn't like Fifty Shades of Grey. I didn't read Fifty Shades of Grey. I read but it you, and I liked the movies more, which reading, a lot of people don't. You were reading The Duff, and then I was like, 
what's the big deal? And I saw the movie The Duff, and I was like, okay. And The Duff, by fine. the way, The Duff movie is nothing. But you were nothing. obsessed. So you like said to me, you, yeah, you said to me, because you were so obsessed about the book, you have to read this. Yeah, you read, I do. You I, read, Chelsea, read the damn book. Yeah. So I read the book. I forced myself. I said, okay, I'm going to read this book. But then I got really into it, and I realized, yeah. this is a smutty-ass book. <laughs> this is a very sexual book. The movie I watched is not only the same. retains the name, <laughs> and that is all. It, the book that I read, I was like, oh, you're reading Fifty Shades of Grey for, for teenagers. teenagers. <laughs> That's what you're reading. That's why you've read it I, six I times it. in the last I loved two it. weeks. I love the characters. I love the, like, sexy bits, as Chelsea mentioned. I love, like, just... The character, the main character, to me, felt like me. I told everyone. Yeah. I was like, you told everyone I was a porn reader. I was like, she's a pornographic reader. Yeah. You don't understand. This book is not <laughs> what you think it is. Read the damn book. Yeah, you were telling everyone about it. And I remember. And I, you were like not embarrassed at all. You're like, it's a great book, people. You just got to yeah, read it. I don't even I don't even care if you think I'm like a, a porn erotica reader I mean, because read, of it. I've read everything. So because I'm not. I, I genuinely, I think it's good. Like you could cut the sex scenes out of it and you'd still enjoy this. It's just yeah. the sex scenes add something funny to it. Yeah. Like when like they've just had sex at one point and like he's like talking to her they're having like pillow talk yeah. and he turns around and says am I the wind beneath your wing she goes you just referenced Met Bette Midler in bed yeah. and you think you're gonna get any action yeah. like these kind of conversations are hilarious to have especially after it's supposed to be like a very you like, like the references as well yeah and I love like when they she doesn't about... like him and she's speaking Spanish to him at one point he goes oh you're learning Spanish can you say anything and she says to him in Spanish the tone of the the sound of his voice makes her want to strangle herself and he turns around when she translates it for him mm -hmm. he says sex I think he says kinky is his yeah. response and I think that is amazing because like they have this you're not repartee. doing justice to it it is a good book it's very good. It's completely different good from the movie. They're both good in their own right. But I also, because of this, I went on a whole spree. You I, went YA I, crazy. I, I read Lying Out Loud. It wasn't out at the time, so I had to wait for that to come out. But that's supposed to be kind of like a sequel spinoff to The Duff because it deals with Wesley's younger sister. And, you read and everything drama she wrote. Her. Yes. Everything she wrote was yes. on your list. And I just kept I, buying it for you. I read uh, Midsummer's Nightmare, which to me felt like clueless, but the character is in a much darker place. That's what Midsummer's Nightmare feels like. And yeah. it's great. You should read that as well. You'd like it. Um, and no, then, <laughs> then there's Shut Out, which is based on uh, Ar Aristophanes. Aristophanes? Is that how you say it? The, the... Yeah, the Greek tragedy you were yeah. talking about? Yeah, okay. Lysistrata is what it's based yeah. off of. Yeah. And it's great. All of this, all of her stuff, I loved it. And she also did The Swift Boys and Me, which I, I I would say is my least favorite. The book after that, because it wasn't a romance book, I didn't read it. So that's like my bad. But otherwise, I'm completely loyal to Cody Keplinger and I think she is a boss. Now, I had like a second wave of this happen because I saw a trailer for a thing called To All the Boys I Loved Before. Yeah. And I thought, this looks freaking awesome. I have And read I any instantly, of this. I instantly, I'm not kidding. I mean, I looked in his eyes and we connected. Oh my I God. fell in love with Noah Centineo. <laughs> like, I swear to God, I've never had this kind of connection oh with a celebrity God. before. You know how they turn around and they're like, oh, mom likes Brad Pitt, Chelsea, you know, Tucci. 
Me and Noah, we had something. I saw it in his eyes when he was looking at Lana Condor. I'm, I saw I'm it. I'm complicated because, like, it changes every week. You're like, it's Idris Elba for her this week. It's Stanley Tucci. It's Joe Pesci. Yeah. It's, it, like, it just never ends. Yeah. But Noah Centineo. Noah Centineo. Yeah. Holy shit. He has a chokehold on me now. And these movies came out in, like, 2017 or some Kinky. shit. Like, <laughs> no, you dick. Um, but, like, I got into the trailer and oh I thought, oh, God. wait, they're based on books. And I was like, you know what I have to do? I've never really done this or I, I don't actively attempt to do this. I was like, I want to read the books before I see the movie. So that's what I did. I read the first book and I watched the movie and I was like, hmm, it's different. But I like them both in very different ways. But then I, they said they were going to do, the, like, all three of them. So then I went on a rampage. I read the other two, like, like that. Like, I flew through them. And I read all three books. So I knew it was going to happen. Is there an Exo Kitty book? No. No, that's Exo just, Kitty was a spinoff a TV from series. it. Okay. Also, I, I love Jenny Sorry. Han, but Exo Kitty does not have the same vibe for me as her other stuff, which I'm about to get into. Yeah. So, To All the Boys I Loved Before, as I said, I love that. I love how they portrayed it on screen and had all of the representation, and I love that they kind of changed it from mm -hmm. book to screen, but it still had that same fun, flirty energy between the characters that needed to be there, and the other relationships that they show on screen that aren't as much paid attention to in the book, I also appreciated that as well. So both versions of it are amazing. You gotta read them if you want. <laughs> you looked at me like I mean if you want because I yeah. know you have five million other things that you're yeah. trying to read and the other thing is The Summer I Turned Pretty now have you read The Summer I Turned Pretty? never read it only watched the first season do not watch the show before reading the books okay. this is crucial to me because I read The Summer I Turned Pretty right after I finished All the Boys I Love Before because I read the back of it and I thought this has like this, the romance aspect that I seem to be on a track of enjoying, but it also has a bit of a love triangle, and it looks like the characters might be kind of funny, so I, like, flipped through to random pages and read random, like, bits of it, and I thought, yeah, this seems good for me. And once again, I flew through the Summer of Turn Pretty, and I remember I bought all three of the books, and I had read the first one, and I finished it, and Mom got sick with a cold, so Mom was, like, out on the couch, and I said that I would sit there and then I'd go to bed at like two. Well, mom passed out on the couch and at four in the morning, I was still reading the second book. Yeah. And then mom said, what are you doing? And I said, oh, just finishing this chapter. And she went, what time is it? And I said, it's 2.30. I know I'm a little late. And because she was sick, she had no clue. Yeah. But like, I, I was going to lie anyway. I could have told her it was 1 a.m. and got a couple hours out of it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I... I had the same thing happen with those books as I did with Cody Keplinger's. It's just something that, with it being character-based and you get dual perspective, um, it's worth it. And when you read it, you understand how they're portraying it in the TV show, but I feel like the TV show isn't doing justice to certain characters. It Speci never does. Specifically Conrad. Specifically Conrad, because I know so many people that are like, Why, how can you be Team Conrad, you know? Like, he's such a dick to her all the time. And I I'm think like, I, I'm of that persuasion. If, I just cannot. If you read the books, mm -hmm. Conrad is a... Oh, Conrad is someone that you feel really complicated about, and you think, God, she should be with Jeremiah. He's wasting her time. And then when she's with... Jeremiah at some point in the books yeah. you realize this girl belongs with Conrad like this was a bad mistake we got a reverse time uh -huh. but she learns stuff from being in relationships with both of them that are is very key to like the ending that ends up happening in the books as well as what I hope happens on the show 
because if they change the ending, I swear to God, um, I won't be okay. Uh, but yeah, and then you, of course you get Exo Kitty out of it, which you already mentioned. That's that's a testament to how successful the movies of To All the Boys I Loved Before was. Yeah. That they were able to do a whole spinoff just from how charismatic Kitty was, or Catherine. Yeah. Um, but yeah. To, I, I, really, I, I really loved to, to sorry, just to, to, to add boys something to this. Yeah, because this is, this is definitely your thing. To All the Boys I Loved Before, I loved the movie. Yeah. The first one, I was not a huge fan of the second one, even though it had that guy that I quite enjoyed. You like Jordan Fisher? He can dance. Yeah. And I love that. Um, I, that's always the thing with me. Um, but I really loved the first movie. I thought it was very solidly written, and, and that was, like, that's good enough for me. Like, yeah. you don't have to do much else, and I'm just, eh, there you go. But, but yeah, she's made quite a career out of parlaying that into sequels and oh, spinoffs, so. So good. And she also, um, Jenny Hunt also did another series, which, I uh, it's Burn to Burn, Ashes for Ashes, and... She did a lot. And something else. She does it, she did it with another author, and I can't remember the other author's name. It's something Vivian something Vivian uh but they wrote them together that's a much darker series I read that and I was like holy shit I couldn't believe what happened in that um but yeah all of it's good and I'd say that all of it contributed to me getting back into reading because now like I'm I'm a bookaholic yeah like I and got, as we enter into this new year we're both like challenging ourselves of like how many books we're gonna read this year oh my god 12 for my, 12 my good reads my goal my goal is always a 12 for 12 like do one a month it's I never achieve it. I either go wildly, like, way too much right at the beginning and then nothing later on, or it's just, or it's just a shit year and I don't read enough. My problem is that I reread stuff. I'll have stuff yeah. on my list that I start reading and I'll put it down to read the duff for, like, the 54th time. <laughs> and then I come back. Well, they have a whole feature now on Goodreads that you can say that you've reread something and it can count as one of your books. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. But I never do it because I feel like I'm lying. Yeah. So I never, like, say, oh, yeah, I did read it. Even though I did, I've probably read, like, 20 books. But I, it'll say eight on my thing because I haven't read 12 new ones. I'm a mood reader, so I'm terrible for, like, having 26 books on the go at one time. Oh, yeah. I'll read halfway through a book and then lose that mood and go to something I else. I have two books on and my table And I gotta go back and reread reading. I I'm reading It Happened One Summer. Okay. By Tessa Bailey. Okay. And I'm reading, like, uh, Better Than the Movies by, um, Thingy Painter. I'm reading both of them right now. I think I've it's heard Lynn of Painter. Th I've, I've heard Painter. Better Than the Movies. I've heard of that. They're both of the same sort of, like, type of book, though. But, like, oh, my sorry. problem is that, like, I got really into one, and I was, then I, I, like, lost traction with that, but then I saw reels on Instagram about the other one, and I was like, oh, yeah, I do need to read you. Do, do you want to hear the dangerous and then I just, situation like, I'm in? Book talk and book Instagram. Do you they are dangerous. Yeah, book talk is very dangerous, because it just, it's just a million suggestions. It's just creating longer lists. So, just to give you kind of a pinch of what my situation is like. I am currently reading, genuinely reading, the following books. The 90s by Chuck Klosterman, Dear Izerwelly, or a feminist, I'm not sure I'm saying that name right, or a feminist manifesto in 15 suggestions, which is a very small book. My Huga Home, Brave Enough by Cheryl Strayed, Chelsea, Happy Place by Emily Henry. Do you want to tell me your Henry, list of 20 books when we've ended the Normal People by Sally episode? Rooney. Oh, no, no, I'm not done. Heartstopper Volume 4, which is a, a graphic novel. That should take me two seconds, but no. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Run Towards the Danger by Sarah Pauly. I'm reading all of these actively currently. So, uh, the list goes on. There's more here. One Italian Summer, Turtles All the Way Down. We're going to stop. Turtles All the Way Down is amazing, by the way. I'm almost done it, but I'm not done it. It's so good. Almost. That's a friend of mine. Story of my life is almost in, done it. It's so. Colleen offensive. Hoover books I've got coming out the wazoo. Just. Okay. It's, just a, it's, a, it's a thing. But yeah, 
So that was our new year. That was our new year special. Um, thank you for listening. I hope you go check out some horror stuff and listen to some sad songs and finish it off with a Jenny Hahn or Cody Keplinger book. Challenge yourself to do something new, whatever that may be. Yeah. And if you get angry about it, don't worry. Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo are there for you. Yes. And Fleetwood Mac, let's be honest. Yes. Bye, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.